0: This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bunger and alongside me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day everybody. All right, we're back. Episode four of our week of pods. Um... Yep, it's grand final week. The boys have got to lift just like the players out there on the field. Uh, and we are here to do question time. Uh, Mitch, um, uh, a lot of good feedback so far. People called Mary overwhelmingly positive. So that was good. Yeah, I mean, she always <laughs> is, but it, it did feel like the, uh, as we know, it did feel like the right time for that, for, uh, for yes, Mary to overwhelmingly positive. Because, uh, you know, there was both her teams are in the grand final. So, yeah. 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 Indeed. Uh, before we get to um, the questions, we've got this week's Rookie Takes. For new listeners of the show, uh, Rookie Takes is our weekly uh, segment where people submit um, the worst rugby league opinions of the week. And uh, we I read out the best five of them and then we vote on the winner. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, I, I submitted this one myself. Um, this is from Corey mm-hmm. Ryan. Cam Murray is absolutely right in the fact that a Panther should have been binned after the third high shot. Seems unbalanced that Milne is sent off and not binned for his high shot. Okay. I mean, Tane Milne's tackle was one of the worst tackles I've ever seen. He got in he got seven weeks, like instantly. <laughs> and like, it was so bad that even the commentators who never think anything is a send off were like, yes. Yeah. It's yeah like, well, that's one thing I do always love about the commentators, mate. There's one thing that like they don't like adapting to new ways of things, but they all can accept that swinging arms, yeah, and spear, and tackles. spear tackles are send offs because they always have been their career as well. Yeah, but the shoulder charge to the head, uh, I don't know about that one, but, but swinging arm like, instantly this one like blocker first replay is like that's a send off. It's like wow, it's like yeah, everyone agrees, but this this smart fella, yeah, indeed. Um, I don't know who read this, I'm not clicking on the story, but it's an article written on the telegraph. Wallabies must sack Dave Rennie and look to NRL coaches like Ricky Stewart or Trent Robinson. Here's why. Um, I mean the Trent Robinson stuff maybe, but why <laughs> Can you imagine Ricky Stewart catching the coaching the wallabies no, dealing just, with dealing with global media? I always love when, like, you know, when some people say you need to hire someone like X and you always just sneak that one in there. It's like, you know, I yeah. oh, should hire a coach like a, you know, a, a Trent Robinson, a Wayne Bennett or an Anthony Griffin. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They're all the same. You know, you talk about your best <laughs> outside backs in the world your James Sedesco's, your Latrell Mitchells, your Alex Johnson's, like, they're all like New dealing Edwards's. Yeah, exactly. So underrated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's good. I, that's I, good I do word. like, I think there is a case, like I would like, lo- I think I, I picked him as my coach when we did the fantasy off-season draft last year, but like, Michael Checker loves rugby what league, league say, and I would love it. to see him get a chance in the NRL. But like, I, again, I didn't read the story. That's not the point of Ricky Takes. Rook- Ricky Takes, Jesus Christ. That could be a new segment, just <laughs> things Ricky Stewart said at press conferences. But uh, it's not the point of rookie Takes, but yeah, Ricky Stewart coaching the Wallabies. I mean, it, they might get even worse, so maybe they should do it. Yeah, why not? Just get just just the global media with Ricky Stewart. I'd love it absolutely love it. Um, Canatwano says, in today's modern fast game, all teams at one time or another are slash will be impacted by poor refereeing. There should be a financial payment of say $35,000, very specific, from the NRL to the club losing the game only to teams that are affected from the scoreline of that poor or wrong decision costing the team the game, like the Moses forward pass. This action will ensure the NRL will have their officials up to the quality they need to be across the board for what? all clubs. So we pay money to teams if they get bad calls against them. Somehow that'll make the like that doesn't make any sense. Like the NRL do do, do, to hire the best with the officials, but then they're also humans on that field. They're going to make mistakes. But like you understand, like the the would it not be okay when the player makes like gets fined, the player gets fined. If this was you suggesting, we find the referee thirty five thousand dollars instead. Yeah, like who are we finding? These are the kind of things that always baffle me. Right, like obviously referees don't need any incentive to do their job. They're trying their best. It's the same thing when people go, oh, that'll give them extra motivation for the grand final. And I accept that teams can have extra motivation for like a round 12 game. Like when the Roosters fi- wanted to smash Jai Arrow in like round mm. six last year. I get that. But when you hear yeah. stuff in grand final week, we're like, oh, they'll use that as motivation. It's like, bro, it's a grand final. They don't need extra motivation. They'll be out there ripping and tearing. And referees are out there doing their best. $35,000. <laughs> Imagine if it counted to the Ridiculous. salary cap though. The Cowboys could sign like everyone with all the bad yep. calls that have been against them over the years. They been... go, apparently, yeah. yeah. and They've never received one favourable decision the Cowboys never, heard. Absolutely never. Uh, Trevor Sprott says, I could name at least 300 people that won't watch the Grand Final on the weekend because they have had enough of all the bullshit. 300. 300. Name them. I'm going to tweet oh, this guy back right now. Name them. I mean, I could also name 300 people who aren't watching it, but yeah. it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, name them. <laughs> like, what point does he think is... You know, he's not going to watch it, Joe Biden. That's a lot yeah, about yeah. the state of the game. Uh, the president isn't going to watch it, mate. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm not going to go through Trevor's timeline, but I assume there's some cooked opinions there. Yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. I, 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 I clicked on it. Yeah. There's a, uh, China, China, Chinese Communist Party says vote Labour. Billboard. There you go. Like mate, the broke. you know who won't watch? Putin won't be watching it. We've lost yeah. the Communists as well, mate. That's true. Um, uh, prince Charles. got King Charles. Too busy now. Maybe if he was still the Prince, he could find some time to watch it, but not not King Charles. Too busy. <laughs> there you go. Get busy, man. Yeah. And uh, Matt Harvey. They couldn't beat the Cowboys without throwing forward passes. The fix was in by the referees who were obviously paid off. Touch judges do not capital letters, miss forward passes like that right in front of them. They won't beat Penrith without another payoff to the refs association won't they the
1: <laughs> I mean they probably won't beat
0: Penrith but I don't think getting away with a forward pass has all that much to do with it maybe it will maybe that, that's why if there's a forward I, pass in this game if there's any forward passes in this game they don't see yeah the fix is in well yeah I truly love the fans of this sport with all my heart <laughs> <laughs> alright and with that said let's get into the questions are you serious <laughs> we are going to have any questions. Okay, question time over on patreon.com for just and little rookies. You want to guarantee your question is answered. First question comes from why do the referees accept payments for everything in this game? Why is it fixed? Comes from every fan ever, Bunga. They all want to oh. know. Um, well, you see, the thing is that every game is rigged against the team you support. Whoever's listening to this, doesn't matter. Yes. It's rigged against your team. So, always. With that in mind, this is, look, we've had this exact, I've made this exact point on the show before, but, I mean, it's been a while. But, like, no. if you think it's rigged, why are you watching? Like, I don't know. I would and not also, want... Like, like, I've got pro wrestling that scratches my itch of predetermined outcomes of athletic ability. I don't need, it's, like... <laughs> it's also uh, the teams that they always think it's rigged for. It's like... Yeah. This oh, one, yeah. you could almost make sense of it. Like This oh, the one, Paramount you kind of friendly, could. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they rigged the comp so that Melbourne and the... And the Roosters are the two best teams every year. Yeah, all all the games they took off the Cowboys, remember, Bungard? well, they rigged Mm -hmm. it for Manly. Yeah. Huge fan base, the Sharks and the Roosters, mate. They just couldn't wait to get the Cowboys out for those teams. No, obviously, like, (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, again, as I said, you. if the comp was rigged, the grand final would be my team versus your team or your team versus the Bulldogs or your team versus the Eels every year. That's what the grand final would be if it was rigged. But it's not. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Anyway, Ken Beswick, first question. Who cares about the players? What are both of our grand final routines? So do we have any traditions Mm -hmm. we stick to as in venue, food, or people? Or does it change each year? Um, Well, I've worked apart from the two South Grand Finals and and the one you guys were in where I was overseas on a holiday. I've worked every other Grand Final. So not much of a routine. I'm usually just putting my head down. I've had to do player ratings a few in the past. I don't have to do that anymore, thankfully, because I fucking hate doing that. But yeah, not much routine. I mean, when Seattle's in it, I would go for a run beforehand. Um, just, I mean, just maybe go to the gym as well. Just uh, listen to like a few pump-up songs, I guess, and then head out there. Um, but it's hard to have a routine for something that like my, I guess my movements on the day are defined by what I'm doing for work. So yeah. And yeah, also like really. it's, the last couple of years, it's routine well, that, anymore. That's true. Yeah, it's the like, same as every other day. Roll out of bed, not knowing what day or time it was. Fantastic. Yeah, that's it. And then there was a there was then there was sport on. That's it. Well, yeah, I'm obviously I'll be at the stadium working this weekend as well. So that's different. Uh, it's it's changed a lot. Obviously, my main thing is I like to go to it. You know, and I don't go to all of them, but what I went, I've been to this one. I'll be going to this one. Sorry, I was at what 2019. I wasn't at the last two because we didn't have an opportunity anyway. Yeah. So 2019, 2017, 2015. Essentially, I'm like, every other year I go, it feels Mm. like 16, I was at a barbecue at a friend's house. 2018, I don't even actually remember where I was, Rooster Storm. Where was I? I was at work. I I was working. Yeah. Yeah, But like, I generally try to go to them just because I think it's, you know, a good day. And if you can get decent tickets, prices, obviously people had that problem this year, but you know, 2017. Grand Final, I got tickets like for like twenty bucks on the resale market because no one wanted to go to that one, you know. So I tried to go, but no, no other real routines for it. I think the last couple of years really has ruined routines. I haven't even got like an Origin watching routine or anything anymore either. So that's kind of sucked. But Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to. Have one <laughs> in the future. You know, it sounds nice, doesn't it, Bunga? But- let's get a, Let's get a Storm fan on here. So, your, your yearly yeah. trip to the grand final. What do you yeah, do? That's what's it. The, what's, the, day, what's that's, the day look like? That's what I'd like, Bunga. The Broncos just kept making it every year. That'd be a great tradition. Making grand um, finals is nice. Say what's not nice is getting one game away and then not making it, which my team's gotten really good at doing. Yeah, food-wise, no. Pizza. No. not that either. All people, it's been different. Yeah, f- I don't know. Well, at the stadium, it's just... A- Ains had a call, so he still hasn't fixed the stadium food up. Which hopefully that's that be. is true. Balls of, yeah. I, I, I mean, because the Allianz options are genuinely very good. I, so and that price, no- I know I know it came with the renovation of the venue, but having good food has nothing to do with the stadium getting renovated. You know, yeah. like they could just put good food in the canteens. Well, I mean, like I sucks. Corner. But they had a KFC truck there two weeks ago when we were there and people enjoyed that. There you go. There you go. Uh anyway, Josh Brandon uh says giving Penro success at all levels this year and the sustained dominance at the top of the end end of the NRL ladder is it possible that field may have known what he was doing when he was in charge of the football department or the other significant factors at play? I think that like, obviously lost in like a lot of the, the, the bluster about refs and games gone soft and all the things you hear him say on television. He very clearly knows what he's doing at a football department level. A lot of the time, like there's a reason why he's so well respected by football departments. And players want to go and play for clubs that he's associated with. I mean, the Warriors thing was a bit weird. COVID that was kind of like, I don't really know what was going on there, but yeah, I mean, he had his hands all over Penrith's development for a long time and is now looking Competence, to... mate. Yeah. It's seriously. competence, but like, I think the same thing at the Bulldogs as at, as, as at Penrith as well is that there's, you know, okay, he, he did like consulting for the Dragons for a day. Nothing changed, obviously. The Warriors were short, but like, there's one thing to have ideas and beliefs, but Investment was will be at both those guys. Investment at Bulldogs and the Panthers invested. And in. most of the Panthers' success, honestly, has to do with having the giant junior catchment. And then yeah. it's one thing to have all the juniors, but they've happened to hit on Ivan Nathan, obviously. Mm. And then, you know, Isaiah Yo has gone from being a mediocre center to being that middle and whatever. It's all good to have all these juniors. Like Brisbane have stayed the last couple of years aside, stay competitive for like 20 or 30 years based on juniors, but they weren't winning shit for a decade there. Without having those extra, the special ones, and I'm not sure. Without Nathan, would and Ivan would any of this be happening at Penrith? And that didn't come from anything bar bringing Ivan back. (laughs) Like you know, like they had Nathan there from Ivan's first stint. That's all. That like that one hasn't even come from the junior catchment. That just happens to be a bit of luck around that. And yeah, they got Appy back. Yeah. I mean, just see what he does with the Bulldogs, because you're right. It's the fact they have so many players out there that does help. It's not everything, but of course it helps. Um yeah. but the Bulldogs don't have that to the same extent. I know they used to be bread, not bought, and all that stuff, but like there's nowhere near the number of junior rugby league players playing in the Bankstown yeah. catchment areas they are in the Penmouth catchment area. But there's still a lot yeah. of gra- cracking players coming out of that area. So Yeah, I mean they they have one of the bigger you know, junior representation, yeah, of the team that are weird, like the Panthers yeah. do, like obviously in their first gross league, but still, it's still it still takes things like you know, they did go and get Coruscant, for example. Well, yeah, know, like Isaiah, place. yo, and Matt Burton are from Dubbo, they're not, yeah. they're not local yeah. juniors. I mean, they, they have they, they, I mean, they got, yeah, yeah. yeah. neither's bloody, you know, like Charlie Stains or something like that. That's a, they've got cast a really wide net, you know, mm. out there that other clubs haven't had the, the fortunate, you know, things with them, but like, you know, you can say Garth did a lot of good things there, but also you have to remember that. When he left, they also was a club that was left with like five year deals for like Campbell Gillard, Matt Moylan, Bryce Cartwright, a lot of guys they got rid of. So he's also not blameless yeah. in some of the mistakes that happened in that time. But I do think reputation counts a lot as well. I think people want to go want to work with Gus, but the investment makes a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. He certainly like they should have been a strong club with their junior base before Gus got there. You know. Anyway, uh Adrick, try of the year contenders. You got any on top of your head, Bungard? Um Alex Johnston's try where Campbell Graham handed him the ball and he fell over the Yeah. Um, um no in all Maritale seriousness, Lange, Magic Round. Yeah, that one was great. The um, throw to I can't remember who scored the try. It was it Drinkwater? He threw it to. That sounds right. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm really bad at these off the top of my head. Like always. Yeah, always. all right. Um, um I've got one, James Schiller's uh oh, try yeah. against the storm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. When he kicks to himself. Uh, there's that Eels try against the Roosters where they uh Sevo scores on the left, but they go like to the right, there's like 15 offloads, a couple hundred times you think mm-hmm. it's dead, and they end up going the like 60 meters from left to right, and they sevo scores on the left. I think that's a contender. Yeah. Um, the Titans scored a try against the dragons. If you remember that one that was like um hit, like two kicks, a couple of offloads, that'll be a contender. There was that Mitch Moses one against the Dragons where they did the double flick pass. Yeah, that's cool. That one was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, um for, as a Broncos fan, there's a couple of ones that involve Ezra Mamm that I like, but I don't think they'll win any yeah. of those. But um, I think the try against the Herbie Farmworth try against the Raiders I really liked, which had Ezra and Tamari Martin in it. Um, yeah. So we oh, there'd be massive candidates for missing. Um, probably, but you know, I reckon that ta- that drink water one wins like. Yeah. The tr- whatever the try of the year is. Uh, that's yeah. my guess. I don't know what wins that, but I I'm I'm guess with that, that wins. Just at the tailbone you me. Um, And okay. we were there, Next which question. does help. Yeah. Next question, Sam Stevens. What are your three favorite grand final or championship games in any sport? And oh, NRL Grand final that doesn't include your uh, team. Let's answer that one um, first. NRL okay, grand final well, without your team in it. I um I actually did a thing, I think I did it in 20. I think I did it in 2017. So before the 2017 grand final, I ranked every grand final of the NRL era for a story. Um and I think the top three were oh three, sixteen, and fifteen. Yeah, well, obviously I can't include fifteen. No. Because that's my team in it. So what's your favorite? Of those three, I think my favorite is 03. I love that game. And I think that when you have stuff that happens in those formative years, you remember it more. Like I still remember Luke Pritis cutting them to bits still to this day. I think the best performance I've ever seen in any grand final. Um, mm. Everyone was on Penrith's side. They were a pretty likable team. People might not believe that now. Younger listeners might not believe that, but it was true. They had Preston Campbell, Luke Lewis, Luke Rooney um luke prittis the scatler uh, lot- t- tackle Got Sattler tackle is like the most iconic moment in a grand final in our lifetimes probably but the bin- nah, there's nothing. another one yeah the um, benji marshall flick pass mate yeah and um yeah so i think those are the three best games that are in terms of grand finals and then ones that i've enjoyed a lot that were not mm-hmm. those three at the 05 and 09 05 i was there i'd gone to every i was a couple of my best mates um Tigers fans and I'd gone to every game of that finals run with them and just really gronked it up the whole time. And it was great. And that game was awesome just because that team was so fun and they deserved to win. And yeah, the flick pass try was the icing on the cake and oh nine as well, which I've got a story coming out tomorrow. I it doesn't to, count anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but yeah, I spoke to Joel Reddy and Billy Slater for that one. Um, and that was a crazy guy. Obviously we watched it in preparation for that. And that game is awesome as well. And Um, the noise factor is so Mm. like it's it's like slater who's played in origins world cup finals all that shit said it was the loudest game he's ever played in when fui fui moi moi scored that try so there's moments and stuff there um but yeah those three in terms of contest 2003 2016 2015 in some order are my top three yeah uh, the 2005 one despite it being a blowout I'll always enjoyed just because just the way the Tigers did it. Um, the sad thing about grand finals in many sports, it's it's rarely the best game of the season, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. the general one, a grand final didn't have a good one for a long while there before 2015. Hey, there was a big gap of yeah. good grand finals. I do yeah. think my favorite non Broncos one, uh, I'm going to say probably Panthers, Panthers, yeah. Roosters. I thought the um. Bulldogs versus a pretty good one, too. But obviously, I wasn't really great, game. Time great game, yeah. Um, shout out Andrew and, Ryan for that tackle, yeah. Like, and the Storm one is brilliant, as you said. The 2009 grand final is a good game, but it's obviously aged terribly, <laughs> with, <laughs> yes. Jared Hayden, yeah, yes. And also with it being stripped, like hard to make it yeah. feel like it counts, it's yeah. True, but, there we go. And then there was some real stinkers, like the. 2008 Grand Final, terrible. Worst ever. Worst ever. 2007 Grand Final, also terrible. Very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 2020, 2010 Grand Final, terrible. 2011 had some fun moments, but you always thought Manly was going to win. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. 2002 Grand Final, terrible. Awful. Although the game kind of does swing when Freddie gets hit illegally by Villa and the Roosters forwards, particularly Adrian Morley, really fire up in that moment. Yeah. And, and he that hits game, Villasanti, doesn't he? And, that game, has, and that game has and that game has Stacy Jones scoring one of the best grand final tries. Does. So the first does. like first 45 minutes of that game are great. And then yeah, the Roosters pull. It. it was kind of actually a lot like South 2014, where it was actually a little bit tense. There were some big collisions and stuff, and then the better team yeah. pulled away at the end. Yeah, um, oh, 24 was a dud as well. Yeah, well, James Graham bit someone at least. Yeah, twenty thirteen was a good game, soured by I think the game being decided by a forward pass from the Roosters, which is kind of like yeah. um, fifteen. What oh, well, yeah. Well, luckily, two- Manly got that thirty five thousand dollars that day though. So that's true. <laughs> I think. Set. I think in terms of like. Because at least 08 had like, holy shit, the Melbourne Storm are getting absolutely shit pumped. And there was that shock factor of that happening. So whilst the game wasn't good, there was that. It had the feel-good moment of Beaver getting a try as well. So like, I think the two grand finals that had the least to offer, and it's just a coincidence they're both easy storm wins at 07 and 17, where in both cases, there's not really much intrigue, nothing really memorable happened. And the team that we thought was going to win won very easily. And then he also asked "What are your th- the, so the three favorite grand final or championship games? Any sports? Yeah. Obviously, the Cavaliers in- Warriors final. I, I right. can't include. I assume we can't include no, the ones he, that our team doesn't say that one doesn't oh. include our team. So. Okay, well then I would obviously I will I would include the '08 Celtics beating the Lakers in the finals and the Ravens beating the Forty Nine Super Bowl. But let's ignore those. Um The Eagles Patriots Super Bowl is the best Super Bowl ever, probably. Is that fair? Yeah. If especially not if we don't got include our own teams. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I would say the 05 Champions League final when Liverpool were 3-0 down, came back and won, amazing game um and I'd say the 2014 World Cup final when Germany beat Argentina uh you know uh best team versus best player Argentina have that goal disallowed for offside, Germany winning an extra time phenomenal tournament which I obviously went to as a fan for a lot of it mm. so has a special place in my heart too so I'd say those 05 Champions League final, 2014 World Cup final and 2000 and 18? What year was that Super Bowl? 18? 19? Uh, the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, whatever. 2017. It was. There you go. It's like 41-33 whatever ridiculous score, but yeah. the Eagles dominated them. <laughs> mm, amazing. Uh, okay, let's see the next question. Bungard's uh, mentor. I've done this already, but he says, using only players from the grand final teams of the first decade of this century, so 2000, 2009. Yeah. Give us your team with the noughties. Okay, so let's let, we can do this together. So the fullback's Billy oh nine. So the fullback is the fullback Billy Slater. Yeah, well I've done a team and it's pretty much it ended up being just like pretty much a Queensland team. which was Well, great. I, is the fullback Billy That's Slater and the, the wingers Israel Falour and Lottie Takiri? Ah, uh, the fullback is Billy Slater. The wingers are Takiri and Wendell. Okay, yeah, that's fair. When, uh, the centers. Yeah, I was going. hours the next one. I thought Gi of. and Justin Hodges. I'm guessing at the centers. Correct. And the I other don't ones... have Jamie Lyon over Hodges, but whatever. Well, Jamie Lyon um... played six, mate, in that game. Oh, but he so... played. He well, in he... the one they won, he played six. Yeah, but he played center in another grand final. But it's winning teams. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I he thought it was just any team he... that. It... Yeah, okay. No. Apologies. So um, uh, then I had the other center contenders I had were Gidley and Girdler. which is um. I'd probably have him over Jamie. Uh, the halves, the halves are really hard. I Lockyer. went Lockyer, I went Lockyer and Cronk. Lockyer won yep. a grand final full, fullback end six in that decade. Uh, mm. Benji misses out, obviously, and Johns misses out. That's harsh. I'd go I'd, go, I'd go, I'd go Lockyer and Johns. I think. Yeah. Uh, forward pack front row is really easy. Webkey, Smith, and seven receiver. Webkey, Smith, and Gallen. No, it didn't win. Even, no, no, yeah, it didn't no. win one. Oh, yeah, this yeah, oh, yeah. till 09. What am I saying? 09, yeah, yeah, Web, yeah. Web, yeah Webkey Smith and, it yeah, probably is Petro, isn't it? I'm yeah. That. Uh, well, like the other ones, I thought of were like Adrian. Steve, oh, Steve Price didn't play. Nice. Right, so. so that's it. That he was yeah, He didn't play. And Plastics. and seven is even better than Steve Price. That's maybe. <laughs> um, back rowers. I had Talus, and the only blue that made my thirteen were Ben Kennedy. Wow, that's, that's harsh. I mean, I'm trying to think though. Like, um, well, Sonny Bill was a bench player when they won, yeah. Then. Yeah, uh, what is the uh... other one I thought of? What for the for manly? Um, Andrew Ryan, and then the, well, I know he played uh, lock. Though, not really, but... No, the other ones I would have thought of more so is uh, Fitzgibbon from the Roosters, yeah. Gibson played lock, so those and I also had oh no, Andrew Honor Ryan Richard did play back end. row, so yeah, he's yeah. in for me. Is he over Ben Kennedy? Yeah, well, hang on. Didn't Ben Kennedy play lock when the Knights won? No, he played back. Uh, he played back edge. So. Oh, did he? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then, da- like the thirteen is only co- like the lock's actually hard. It's uh, Dallas Johnson because he played in like four grand finals. I want to congratulate cool. you for not picking Tony Carroll, like I assumed you were going to. Well, he played center in in two thousand. So, oh, okay. Didn't he play lock in played- 06? He played, played lock in 06, but. Yeah, I right. think uh like Brad Brad Thorne played in one of those grand, two of the, both those grand finals. I pick him over Tony Carroll. The bench I went it, with. It, you could make a case for Glenn Stewart, couldn't you? He was really good. You could. You could. Uh the bench I went with. I have Craig Wing taking the 14 off Preston Campbell. Uh, wow. Sh- yeah. <laughs> he was a great fourteen. Uh Sonny Bill and Watmo on the bench with Morley. That's my bench. You're having Craig um, Wing as your bench over Thurston. Yes. Thurston wow. didn't oh come on. Yeah, it's best Bulldogs player. There, is it based I on performance care. or player? I don't know. I did I did a bit of, you know, player, but also like back he, Thurston didn't matter to that Bulldogs team winning. No, that's that's true. But also hang on, didn't but did that Craig Wing didn't come off the bench. He played halfback with No, he support. didn't, but um, obviously none of those guys came off the bench. This is chaos. So at, I can't pick well, Ben Sunnyfield Kennedy did. at lock, but you can pick Craig Wing on the bench. It's chaos. Okay, fine. i will I'll, I'll <laughs> change my bench and I've got Sunny Bill still played off the bench, so there you go. Yeah. Sunny Bill's on the bench. Well, I'm picking Lance so higher, so take that. Harvey living. Howard is making the bench. Okay. There you go. You're happy? Everyone's yes. happy there. But yeah, <laughs> guys, I think the guys are unlucky to miss it. Like, Minicello, Falao, Gidley, Gerdler, yeah. Benji, Johns, Presto, and then yeah, Standard Fitzgibbon, Higgity. Craig Fitzgibbon. I probably could have put it at the 13. He played 13 in one of the Roosters finals, but uh, no, didn't. How if we if this question was put to like old man media? How many yeah. of them would put Luke Pretis as the hooker because of O three? Like, a instead lot of Cam. <laughs> well, it, was, that's, it was, that's it was the, unfe- it the was thing, right? Because if it was t- if the question is based on uh, best performances, like, it's yeah. Prittis I love Cam in. Smith. You know, I love Cam Smith. But greatest player of all time. But Luke Pretis O three Grand File is the best Grand file performance I've ever seen. So maybe yeah, it is. Maybe it is Luke Pretis. Yeah. So maybe, but yeah, it's hard to go through that decade. And like, there's a couple of teams that won it multiple times in that period. You know, Brisbane, the Storm. Uh, did Manning win it twice in that decade? No, they didn't. No, did they? no and the and Roosters, and, oh, 0-8 and eleven. Yeah, and the Roosters only won one. That is true. You know, so it's like it was going to be Storm and Broncos dominant because they won two grand finals out of the criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, you know, Ben Kennedy. I mean, they think they, they Bill Peden at, at lock that year. There you go. That's that's who their that's lock was. Right. So. yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's some strong candidates. Danny is also another can- strong candidate that did, didn't didn't get a didn't get a mention from or, us, Fitt- or Fittler mate, as well. You know, Brad Fittler. But Hodges, by the way, gets in mind. But he also played for the grand final. He's in. He won two grand finals in that decade. That's why he's in mind. Brad Hodgson, disrespect. <laughs> Wait, Luke Patton. About <laughs> Actually, what about, fuck what, it. What about Pat, Pat, what about Pat, Pat Matt, Richards is U- on a, You know what? I'm picking the whole 5 to Tigers. That's yeah. that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm to not splitting it into. It. Queensland and then split it into Queensland and then non-Queensland I almost split it into. Just because of the yeah. Broncos and Storm was like just all Queenslanders. Why have Shane Webke when you can have Bryce Gibbs? That's what I always say. People have said that for a long time. It's what about, yeah. what about uh, Shane Elford? You know? Yeah, go play. We'll not get him in there. Okay, anyway, that's all the ones on Patreon. So I'll we'll get over onto Discord for the rest of the questions. Uh, okay. <sighs> Okay, you'll be asked. Can you name a player that's had a bigger turnaround in form in one season than Sean Lane? Um, again, we suck at doing this on the spot, but like they definitely exist. <laughs> mm. Um, well, you hated Patrick Carrigan last year. Now you love it. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a great example. Actually, you say that. It's just it's very it, the way Sean Lane did it. It was just such a. I wouldn't even say the turnaround in form because he's had mm. good games, but he's gone from being an inconsistent player. You know who's had these highs from, what, 2015, right, to doing that at the age 27 in his, you know, he's played 140-something games. He started doing it. But, like, he went from Bulldogs when he broke out to the Warriors. He played one game for the Warriors. And then he went to Manly for two years and floundered at Manly and then had been at Parramatta since. And, you know, hasn't really locked down a, a spot at Parramatta until the last year and a half. And it hasn't really, he didn't really make a spot his own. Like, you know, even last year, he uh, was in the bench for half the season last year. Mm. So it is, it is certainly strange for a person to hit their 27, you know, age 27 season and, and take off like he has and being consistent like he has. But there's definitely guys that have, have done it and uh, for something that is on top of Can, our mind right now. Cam McInnes went from a guy where I was like, get this guy out of my club. He's holding Damian Cook back to being like yeah. the Dragons' best player in a year. I mean, you know, another one's like Sean Kenny Dow was big fingers for like three years and then was the mm-hmm. best center in the world in 2010. But that's still like a young player. That kind of happens, hey? Yeah. Um. There's, there's probably some more. Um. There is definitely more. Like the late career resurgence kind of things. Yeah. There was a while, like, I remember Gareth Whitton being a bit of a joke at one point and then he became one of the best five-eighths in the comp. But I don't know the timeline for that off the top of my head
1: or I Gareth Wade. I don't know yeah. who's
0: all right. Um I like Gareth. Best best comebacks or returns, I don't know. Like no, I think a lot of the guys you still expected them to be good towards the end. Um maybe a Soliola coming back to the NRL and still being good in like his 30s and playing for like 5 years was a bit crazy. Yeah. Like he was kind of a better player in like his 30s when he came back than when he than when he left. It was weird. Chris Sandow 2023. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, I um, I mean Joe Tarpanay by the way this year has done a similar thing to Sean Lane too, right? It's a good answer. Yeah, like Joe Tarpanay has been a guy for a long time, almost the same age as Sean Lane, who was just as inconsistent, who's now mm-hmm. was like the best prop in the world this year. That is true. He is very yeah. good. Um, Mitch Moses. Yeah, I was trying to think of that, but I can't remember if he was instantly good at power or if it took a while. He was he was obviously better, but yeah. Also, again, like. Sometimes when it's like a young half You know sucks for two or three years It's a bit different isn't it Oh and Matt ben, Moylan this Matt Moylan this year Yeah I actually had him When we started answering that top of my head But then I also think like Matt Moylan played fucking Origin That's so true. Even though I don't think he was that good He played rep football <laughs> Somebody thought he was that good enough to play rep he, He's picked before James Tedesco
1: But he That's certainly true. falls into People the, the no-plugged basket People yeah. forget
0: about that that they picked him before James on your lorry. Wonder why you, you lost that job, but yeah. Sean, the Sean Lane things definitely, for, for the type of player he is, it's also very weird, you know. Yeah, it's like, strange. It'd be like if Felipe Mateo just had a really good year at like mm. 30. Yeah, so, weird. Uh, okay, uh, next question. Uh, someone, not, uh, did we answer? Did we answer Mitch Pierce's question last week? We didn't, uh, did we? I don't know. Yes, yeah, Mario Siegs asked, um. If you got Mitchell Pearce at Super League, was he actually mm-hmm. playing or injured? Assuming he was playing, is the fact that he never got mentioned in the league dominated by Field and Croft the biggest indicator of how shitty <laughs> he is? Well, he's, not... he's not playing, is he? I have well, no not, idea. Well, this... well, he's playing, but like, is I he? mean, that's okay. not not biggest indicator of how shitty he is. He has, those guys are the speed merchants. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, isn't the whole thing in the Super League that no one can tackle? So, like, a fast young guy can just throw a dummy and run through yeah. them. Pearce can't do that. But I also want to mention that he scored 10 tries in 21 games this year, Mitch. Pierce oh, did. there you go. Like, that's not too bad for, you know, going over there and being 33. People think he's washed here and being like, you know, the old, Like he hasn't got a very good running game, you know, but I think he was at one point, like, we're going really well in the man in steel at, one, at the start of the year as well. But oh, I'm not sure if go. he's injured towards it. And he played 21, 21 games. So that's obviously he's missed some football at some point. Hmm. Because like, you know, they have like a million game seasons there, so whatever. But no, it's not an indication of him being shit. <laughs> Very different time of his career. If he went there at like twenty three, he'd a brain super league. That's true. Uh there we go. Reese Brown asks, rate your best Panthers intercept try. Um No. <laughs> How like I just cannot believe that we've like Uh, And and, uh, excluding we played them in Penrith at the start of the year, this year, I cannot believe we've thrown intercepts against them in three games in a row. Like, how the fuck does that happen? How do you gift the best team six points? Three times in in a row? Like, Like not ones right on the goal line on the wing. They're like midfield intercepts. It's awful. I hate it. I hate them all. They're all equally bad. That's how I rate them. I don't know if you've read it because obviously you have to read everything Campo writes and it's during the day, but. Uh, like you know, I don't think you really would have read it today, but he wrote a Ben O'Brien, a Toto and uh, Michael Steve I think this morning it was just funny hearing like Toto didn't think he was going to score. Obviously, like I haven't read anything just, today yet. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I didn't think he would have, but he um, his quote, he said, like he just he you know he got the ball. He's pretty gassed, and he was slowing up essentially just to you know he thought. If, well, I, I, caught, I was so tired I caught the ball I was blowing 10 seconds 10 steps and I was blowing so I was thinking about, I was getting closer to try line so the boys can like do something you know off the back of thing it the thing is if we tackle him it's, the half ends it's like yeah so I think he was thinking like honestly because he does slow up to Cody Walker I think he was thinking which he obviously was I thought he was thinking like get a quick play of the ball here like hit Cody play the ball and see if we can score but he hit Cody and Cody went flying <laughs> and it that was, was definitely it. the funniest of the three yeah yeah, that's it. And he said, um he said he closed his eyes and then he said there was no one there when he opened them. <laughs> so he closed his eyes, he caught Cody, and then he wasn't there. But Sivo had some funny comments to it. He asked Sivo how he likes like running over people. Uh, and he's like, if they're in the way, there I have no other choice. My job is to score tries. <laughs> Back my, and then but what was funny about Sivo, Sevo's like, I haven't watched the grand final or been in one. Actually, I might have watched the grand final before, but that also might have been Origin. Sevo doesn't know If he has watched The Grand Final But if he did watch one It might have also been The one time he watched An Origin game So That's great (laughs) I like it I like it a lot Dudes who Uh, are really good At sports But don't enjoy Watching those sports Are so interesting to me Yeah Well Sevo as well Is like He's improved In lots of ways You know Like A guy like Nick Kodtrich When he he doesn't watch Rugby League right It made a lot of sense When he debuted Because he just Got heaps of basic things wrong Sevo does his job all right. Anyway uh Weak Guts, did you rather watch Too Shrug Off Cody to trip up two chases or Too Bulldoze DC to start off a Dylan Edwards try in Bathurst in 2021? Well you'd obviously rather watch him. Well, I'd obviously watch the thing that wasn't against Souths. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. It was good to get a, a real curveball in there, mate. Uh V eight Tiger asks, What's the best movie to come on after the footy? It seems Channel 9 has not played Lethal Weapon, the Lethal Weapon card in quite a while. Rush Hour rush hour great movie it is it, it, it is a great movie. post-footy uh, movie as well uh die hard as well good one um uh used to show um they used to show um they thought was always on yeah they used to show that what's that um what's that arnold schwarzenegger movie um the just like the dystopian future one that's not total recall um Running Man. They show Running Man after the footy yeah. all the time. I was about to say Terminator or... or... No. He's got like 10 of those. <laughs> That's... Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. The, the Running Man. They show that all the time. It's a good movie. Die Hard. Yeah. Um, it's always action. That's always one. Anyway, Weak Guts is again. Love Cody and love that he's there and putting effort in. But does that bloke have a fetish of being on a Panthers poster? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sucks, doesn't it? I feel bad for him. He yeah. tried... I so thought he didn't really do much. He didn't do much wrong in this game, but yeah, that moment sucks. It does suck for him. And uh, just, I don't know, this is how wrong it went. I just think he thought he was just going like, to, because Toto slowed up. I think he was just going to wrap Toto. I thought he was just going to grab Toto. That's Honestly. And that that's what happened. Poor Cody. Uh Chanks bro. What is your personal favorite grand final cliche? I.e. you got to lose one to win one. Um, That's a great one. Um, it, the weird thing is, it kind of works. That one—that's the weird thing about it. Mm, you know, we were, maybe we were supposed to win the grand final this year. Yeah, we didn't. You didn't lose one to win one. You just lost a lot of prelims. Yes. After that, well, we did, did lose it. one last last year. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but it's like you know, this Penrith side lost one before it all started. The Storm side lost one before theirs all started. The Roosters lost, didn't they as well? Yeah. No, the Roosters have lost plenty in one play. Well, the Roosters won in O two and then lost the next two, so they got it all backwards. There you go; they got it backwards. Right. Um, what are the grand final cliches? You like? I don't. Oh, I don't care at all when people call it the big dance. It's not a cliche. No, that's fine. some people get really annoyed at the big dance. They I'm do. Like, why? Uh, Who cares? Um, they just wanted it more. It's a good one. Shut up, Link. Oh, yeah, what other um, grand final cliches exist? No, um, I think that's just it. Yeah, there's not that many. There isn't. Uh, Good from us. Next one. Week got again. What are your predicted narrative, predicated narratives and personal dream narratives for the grand final? For example, he predicts Dil Dill Dill efforts for Clyde Churchill. Dream is mm. a troll runs out in Panthers Jersey to John Cena, enter music. I mean, yeah, he like, there's a, there's a def, like, obviously the Dallium is often a narrative based award. People know that, that like for better or worse, it, it is. And he is that guy at the moment that, if they win and he has a good game, like he would, if if yes, if Saturday's game had been the grand final, he would have got it and he would have deserved it too. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see a world where he gets that. Um, if yeah. Parramatta win, anyone other than Gutho or Moses getting it would be shocking to me. Even if Reid Marnie is the best player in the spine, like he was last week. Yeah, I think Penrith because they've got their grand final win. I think the likelihood of a Clive Churchill winner coming from a different position is higher on their side. Like, you know, sometimes when you're coming into a grand final, it's like you just know it's going to one of, like, two players. I think Penrith have the opportunity. Like, there could be 10 guys on Penrith that could win it, honestly. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Kikau, Yo, uh, Fisher-Harris, Coruscant, Cleary, luwai Edwards. I wouldn't be shocked if any of those seven. Yeah. You know, whereas Parramatta, it's going to be Moses or Gutho if they win it with, like, an outside chance of Dylan Brown having if he, if he has one of those games where he brains it absolutely yeah uh, that yeah i could see that yeah um jez asks this is a little oh, i haven't got any answer to this you might best cookbooks as cocktail and drinks book you own and then do you only <laughs> pop culture themed ones for example harry potter no the only two that i had uh, i had a rolled dial cookbook when i was a little kid and that women's weekly one with all the cakes and shit in it remember you could make that that alligator cake and shit I'm talking about no just me cool no. Yeah, I have no cookbooks, mate. You know, um, I, I cook a lot, but I I will use YouTube or intu- intuition. That's true. Cookbooks are very much a, um, very much a like a thing of the past. I think just purely because you, you have no idea what I'm talking about. There was like a Women's Weekly Children's Birthday Cake Book, and there was like fucked no. up shit in it. Like you can make a no. train and a swimming pool and stuff. I really hope people listening to this know what I'm talking about. I think they will. I don't. I don't, I don't tend to read much Women's Weekly, Bungard. So this is from when I was like six, dickhead. And again, it's like I didn't I'm... read much of then either. Okay, <laughs> I'm just reading. telling you about this fucking cookbook that had a bunch of cakes in it, and yeah. it was very popular. And you, and you read it a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean they Never. were, yes. And then the role one was like because it was all like um uh obviously it was like all stuff like food from the like books he wrote. Like some of them were actual food, and then some of them were like. Taking some creative liberties with like stuff from it. Like, obviously, the the cake yeah. that the fat kid eats in Matilda is in there, but then there's like there weird go. shit like the, um, like, like some take on peach juice from James the Giant Peach. And like, it was called like Rold Dahl's Revolting Recipes. Uh, and yeah. it was really good. Encourage people to go. I'm just not on. much of like, I had all my DVDs and books, for example, on point. I just got rid of them. You know, just don't yeah. miss them. You get me? Like, yep. just, just this the space they take up. If I had space and it was more settled in somewhere, maybe I'd have more books and similar, but I got rid of, like, everything. So I have a couple of sports books left and I have some books. That's about it. So I don't have any cookbooks or cocktail books. And honestly, again, I don't think I need a, I don't think I ever would have had a cocktail book. But I do. I think I have Um, Fuck That's Delicious left from Action Bronson. And I don't know, but that's just because whatever. I like them not for the recipes pop culture themed books none surely you got some of those Vanguard? no none. um yeah. yeah again like i'm with you like if i ever want to make like fancy cocktails or anything i just google like yeah. whatever ingredients i happen to have like if i have a shitload of juice i've got to get rid of i'm like juice based cocktails or like whiskey based cocktails whatever when i got like my father or whatever like yeah it's just all online right yeah i just don't see like like street directories right they just kind of like don't need to exist anymore no, exactly. Like, what's the point of them? <laughs> we got hopefully getting Campo on tomorrow, but he he's probably got a few cookbooks. Yeah, who knows? Uh okay, next question comes from Brenton Sloan. What is the best grand final watching meal slash snacks slash drink? Pizza. Pizza. Yeah, pizza burgers. I like Mexican as well, but like most just like same old anything, you know, I like a good uh, cracker or cheese plate. Chips yep. or chips, no, nothing, uh, too, anything too out then, there, uh, just beer or Pepsi Max or yeah. yeah, nothing too original for me. Uh, Ben asked which player will be in the mystery moon boot this week. Well, it looks like this real. Ta- I was shocked they ruled Taylor May out. I was like, how that I didn't, how that wasn't like a bracing the clock thing, but they, that's who I thought it would be. Is anyone else who's going to be uh, racing the clock by Tom Oppercheck, And no one seems to care, yeah, it's weird. Uh, James K asked, do you prefer a day or nighttime kickoff for the grand final? Night, easy. Yep, same. People pine for the day ones. I think I saw the AFL media bitching about day grand final for AFL finally because it had shit ratings. There you go. So, but, yeah, so yeah, uh, it like, was people... wasn't that kind of misleading because last year everyone was at home because of COVID. I don't know. Of course, it's misleading. <laughs> but like, I don't care that much about like people have that pining for day grand final for some reason. I like it being at nighttime. You know, I don't think I don't know if I care about it being a Sunday that much but we have the public holiday after anyway in Sydney yeah that's true asks uh, worst baby names he's asked the wrong people she's asked the wrong people for this I got no um, takes trick question they're all bad because that means you've yeah. had a kid yeah I mean there's like, <laughs> I've got no answers I don't think about this much you know no nope, neither Um, yeah uh, Daenerys <laughs> That when people did that for like that is year. bad. Yeah, that's a fair point. Anything based on Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Yeah, but Daenerys particularly bad because like, you you have rocks in your head if you didn't know she was going to be evil from the start. That the was obviously of, coming. The breaker of chains, Mitchell. Yeah, but with like you know, they kept telling me he, her dad was crazy and the dragons made her made There him was crazy no way of knowing that the daughter of the mad king would turn out to go mad and kill everyone. And we kept sa- then they just kept saying it, and that wasn't foreshadowing at all. It was just random, you know. And then also they kept trying to make her seem better than what she was, and that's how you knew she was going to be evil. The big twist, just how they did it was terrible. But yeah, people who named their kids heiress for like two years there, it was like one of the top baby names that, that went away crazy. Right, that went away real fast. Yeah. Uh, and we got our best worst Discord patron names. I don't know. Um, my ding dong is hard, and I'm sad. Yeah, and big uh, Chief sixty nine. Those are the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Party uh, keg, uh, Mr Beefy. Go. good some good it ones. Yeah. Uh, Reese Brown asks if I punch myself and it hurt, does that make me weak or strong? Good question. The answer is strong. It's not weak to feel pain. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Pies Josh asks, should South target a halfback with grand final experience like Jacob Arthur? They already have one. With grand final experience. Yeah, Cameron Murray. There you go. Benny did today. What's one food that is fairly easy to get, but when it comes down well, becomes elite. But when it's done well, Ooh. so it becomes elite. For example, hates the joints of the calamari, but when you get the good shit, it's top tier stuff. Calamari is a great answer because that can be fucking terrible, can't it? It can be. Um, and sometimes you order it, and it's like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, sushi. Yeah, it's that's a good one. Um, hash browns. Great one. They're always so terrible. Why, making, why, is, this, why is this soggy? <laughs> just why this is so- it soggy and has no salt on it? I had one in the weirdest place the other week, and it was probably the best hash brown I've ever had at the fucking cafe in the Calyx in the Botanic Gardens. And it was there amazing. Yeah, I had a really good one. Thought about walking back there good. just to get another one. I remember I went to some mediocre cafe for breakfast with Anna, like mm. mediocre from the outside. But it was really good. And it was like, mm. yeah, got the hash browns and they were like dark brown almost. You're like, oh, these guys understand what they're doing. Yeah. They weren't white. They're called hash get, browns, not hash yellows. Get your soggy shit out of my face. Yeah. Uh, what else is it, something that has a high variance done really well? Um, it's amazing. Um, I a think, lot of seafood things, honestly, because seafood has such a real low floor. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, well, something like you can have all the time and it's kind of just like eh, but then when you have sometimes it's mind blowing. Um, I don't know. Like pie, maybe. I don't know. Cause like yeah. so many pies are shit, but then you can have an pizza. amazing pizza. Really pizza's one. Is always, nah, pizza's always good though. I was like, I know, pizza. but then there's like really good ones are like, I know, but even shit pizza like. is good, is my point. Yeah. Um. What do I, what do I, okay. Chicken wings in Australia, generally shit house. That's fair. Good ones, top tier. And also steak as well, by the way. Like, mm. them, uh, that goes double for feet. cauliflower wings, by the yeah. way, because there you go. So, so often they're not cooked right and they're just shit. But sometimes, sometimes, like the ones at Kylie Ray in Newtown, unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Ducky G says, oh God, we, we have not got this answer. So what do you think is the reason for the lack of quality halves and spine players in the league? Um, I, can, I, can we maybe, because the best players at junior levels are just the biggest kids who run over the top of everybody else. So they don't develop the skill sets of a half until later on. So it's easier for forwards to develop because they're doing the same shit from when they're like six to when they're an adult. They're just running over people. But for halves, it's tricky because they don't learn that stuff until a bit later on when they're better coached by people who know what they're doing, not just some dad. Yeah, I don't know. I think also a lot of it has to do with how hard it is to be an NRL half now. I think that's a lot of it. People... Like it, how hard can it be? Lockdown Ilias does it. I know, but okay, when you when watch old games, anytime so over the opposite people do this, rewatch an old game in full and you'll watch a halfback make a shitload of mistakes and nobody cares. You know, or they don't get hit, hit up. But also the speed of the, the of the game is just not the same as it is now. That the line speed isn't as fast as it is. It's It's much faster decision-making now. And you have to also take on, like, as you said there, Bungard, there's much bigger players. Even if the halfback isn't bigger, you're getting hit after every time you run the ball or something. You know, there's lots of good players who are bigger than you on that field. And you're under a lot more critique than they were in the past as well. And I, I, I just don't believe there's not good spine players, though. Like, if you go back to, you know, before Ken Smith, who was the Queensland origin hooker? And they threw Cans yeah. in at 19, you know, 18-19. It's like in hookers right now in the NRL, there is a lot of poor ones. But you have you look around the league and there's Harry Grant, Apisai Coruso, Damian Cook, you know, Reed Marnie's passing isn't perfect, but Reed Marnie's there. There's Reese Robson. Like there's there's lots of good hookers. And for a long time it was like Smith Medeiros, and that was it. And a bit of Prettus. And then it turned into Smith Farah, and Ennis with nothing else competing with them. There's like mm. Brandon Smith, another hook I just didn't mention there. Like there's heaps of good hookers right now. There's heaps of good fullbacks. They've always been good fullbacks and always will be good for backs because like best outside backs go there. Yeah. And there's pretty good halfbacks too. There's there's no, you know, Cleary is the best halfback and there's not as many, you know, Cronk, Thurston uh, at the same time having DCA, Cleary, Hunt, whatever. But there's still heaps of good ones. There are. I wish my yeah. team had one. Like, I don't know. We just, I think we get so stuck in, in that mentality of like there's no good ones left. And there's certainly been a drop-off in halfbacks and hasn't been replaced by as many good ones in that time. But even this year, like, you know, tonight the Dalian winner most likely is coming out of, you know, the what are the front runners? are like Tedesco, Moses, Hunt, Hines, Isaiah Yo. Four of them are spine players. Three of them are halfbacks. You know, yep. that's come. That's that, that's they're getting that's that's going to be one of them. And like, look around the league, like Cleary, you know, Nico Hines. We just said they're okay, the Chad, meh, whatever. But then there's Moses, uh, there's Chaturina. Jerome Hughes, Sam Walker, uh, Lachlan whatever, Foggy, yeah. whatever, Adam Reynolds, Ben Hunt, DCE and a, no half pack of dogs but they have Burton you know the Titans haven't really got a half pack whatever they're for and going there Night struggle Warriors have Dusty Sean Johnson but that's a lot of teams with a good half mm. yeah I think we've overblown that a bit these days anyway uh, next question Hobart Ben would you say Betty get money by Young Gravy is better than anything put out by Paul McCartney absolutely definitively I would say that yeah. yes ah <laughs> <sighs> Last few questions. Six again says, Tigers fans are about to watch the grand final between a Penrith side coached by a bloke who threw the side under the bus after they gave him <laughs> a career lifeline versus a Parramatta side featuring Moses and Madison who took their way out of the club, just cracked the shits because he signed a value deal for the club. Would you say it's yeah. them to crack each other's heads open and face on the good It does fucking, like, this is, it's never going to get, like, I will say this. I'm not talking about the fact that you can mathematically finish lower on the ladder next year. Ignore that. It cannot get worse if you're rested It can't. Yeah. You've got the wooden spoon. The two teams you fucking hate full of either players or coaches that you hate are both in the grand final. Mm-hmm. It can't get worse. It really, really can't. It can't. And it's been pretty bad over the years But it cannot get worse. I'm with you. Uh, Weak Guard asks, if the Tigers have been through so many bad breakups with dub blokes who've gone off to get married, engaged to other teams, <laughs> when will they finally notice that Luke Brooks has been waiting in the friend zone for them the whole time and he should be captain coach? Poor Luke Brooks. Poor No, I don't feel sorry for Luke Brooks. Mm. I just loved that article the other week. It's like, if they can't keep Luke Brooks, the Tigers are looking to what pair Munster with Moses. It's like, what do you mean if they can't keep Luke Brooks? <laughs> like, he's not the the first choice in that in that trio. Oh well, Anyway, last question. Six again asks, how do you rate this NRL season compared to recent ones? Uh better than last year. Although last year my team scored more tries. So I did. Uh I'm gonna say I probably enjoyed this season more than definitely more than the last two. Uh 2019 was pretty good. You know, the Roosters uh Raiders grand final, but it was a back to back Roosters year. Um I think so okay, twenty eighteen I think was a cracking season. That was the year that you know, first through fourth finished 16 wins and fifth through eighth finished 15 wins. Um, That was the, the probably my next best season after this year in the last like five or six. But yeah, I think this year's been much better than the last few. Yeah, I think uh, best since the start of 2018 before. I think 2018 was a really good season. Yeah, so did I. And then the, the, the finals in 2018, I mean, the Roosters ended up going on and winning it and dominating it. I think we've been treated to a pretty decent final series this year. But the twenty eighteen final series had the um like the the Kronk uh s- sorry, the yeah, the Kronk Storm narrative there. The the final where Munster got been twice in and had a mare. Uh we had like what else happened in that final series? We had that game. We had oh the Roosters you guys played the Roosters in a prelim, didn't you? After Yeah, the, we lost 12-4. Yeah, and you had the We didn't um, score a try. Adam Reynolds uh three field goal game. Was a that that final was, series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was, and yeah, that was a good game. And what the Sharks beat the Panthers by one point that year. That was a good final series. So That was a good year 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the questions. We did it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow for the last of our week of uh, shows. Um if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash We did get a new patron overnight, so thank you to Michael D. Welcome aboard. And a quick mm-hmm. thank you to the people in the top two tiers of our patron subscription service and they are Bronco from Birth, Chris Evnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne, Richie, Anthony Anger, Buttsy, Cam Bezwick, Chewbacca, Snuffer Up against Dan Colonel, Doc Hog, and Anonymous Backer. Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace, Felix, with James K. Jason, Jessie in the top ten. Joe Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Kickstarters out of the comp. Lock on the Leon, Lifelong Dolphinson, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, My Arms They Go A Flip Flop, Flip Flop, Flip. Never trendy. Party Keg. Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, was Roxanne Clark, Schneiderpilt Score, Simo Butts, Shanta, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Stone Gossard, Ty, T B, the Black Vegetable, The not so mature age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and was. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens, thank you as well. Mitchell, we will be back again tomorrow to do this again. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> anything else? Are we we good? You got anything else to say? No, I'm good. I'm tired. Dallium's M- are tonight, so that's fun. They are. And uh, yeah, that's it. They're tonight. People, will no doubt, they'll know the result with time they listen to this, so no point in us talking about it. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Um. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Is Keon Colomatagi going to win the Dalian? Sure. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Why not? Yeah. No, there was five front owners you named earlier, but they forgot about the wild card, the, the, ah. the triple points round. <laughs> He's cashing in his money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> the triple points round. He's going to play at the right time. Be Fantastic. Great. All right. Well, with that said, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.